real? I'm real enough. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Friend Request, a podcast where we discuss relationships in video games. I am Colin Detmar of Scanline Media. And I'm Jennifer Uncle, also from Scanline Media. And we're joined today by a special guest, Nick. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, hey. Doing just fine. How about you guys? Well, doing pretty good. I'd like to call you a first-time guest, but uh, you're actually a, a second-time yeah, second guest <laughs> based on a previous attempt at recording this podcast that had all manner of, of nonsense. <laughs> we're going to try this one again. Peek behind cause, the veil. Because we think it's worth doing. I'm, I'm so, glad you think so. Because this time, we only have one relationship to discuss, as opposed to our usual two, and it is a topic of Nick's choosing. Nick, what have you brought for the class? So, Colin and I have a, a mild history talking about our, our feelings on Bioshock Infinite, and so today, we're pulling out Booker and Elizabeth from the Bioshock franchise. Okay. So, Bioshock... Interesting. Actually, I... I took me a second to parse that language biosock franchise huh not just you wouldn't just say infinite i mean i uh, sure the bioshock world well like i mean judging, infinite, judging by the lore implications of burial at sea you're not necessarily <laughs> wrong that's true should we throw <laughs> a thing. spoiler warning or something Sure, that's a, that's a good policy. Um, generally, here on Friend of Quest, anytime we're going to discuss re- discuss relationships in a game or games, those games are going to get spoiled. Some games are more yep. or less sensitive to that. This the Bioshock this is... Infinite is pretty <laughs> sensitive to it. Yep. <laughs> so Until you play through you... the whole game, you don't really know their characters. Right, so if you are sensitive to spoilers about Bioshock Infinite, you should bail out now. And if you just haven't played Bioshock Infinite... We're probably not going to do a good enough job to give you the full context. We'll do what we can. Yeah. But the game, game is a little intricate. So, in, it's, in its setting <laughs> and, and plot. And, yeah, uh, convoluted. Convoluted is the word. Um, Pleasantly that game's convoluted. convoluted so. Okay. Well, tell you what, Nick, how about you introduce Booker DeWitt? Yes, sir. So, Booker, <laughs> he, well,. We see him in the game originally in this like dusty, musty, rundown old New York apartment, and he's drunk and he has gambling debts. So like that's your initial, you know, characterization of him. Turns out his history that you find out throughout the game is that he fought in the Battle of Wounded Knee. He's part I, th- I can't remember, just part Native American from somewhere, and so you know his fellow troops who are fighting against the Native Americans are like, well, look at this guy. You know, he he is an Indian, and so in order to you know become, you know, overcome his his heritage and be like, hey, no, I don't respect these people, or whatever. He goes and he scalps them. He like collects their scalps as trophies and does all sorts of horrible things at you know Battle of Mujani, which <laughs> horrible things go on, and. He turns out isn't like that horrible of a person in that he does actually feel guilty about this. And so, you know, he goes down this whole self-destructive path. He you know, binge drinks, you know, gambles, whatever, gets in all sorts of debt. And then in one world, here's where it starts to get convoluted. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is what happens all the time. He becomes a Pinkerton at one point, too, and like is well known for being violent, like, you know, violently ending strikes is his claim to fame. 
And so at one point, he has a ridiculous amount of gambling debt. And so someone comes and says, hey, go to this floating city in the sky, which is Columbia, and then offers to pay off his gambling debts if they if he returns with Elizabeth. Well, we'll talk about that in a sec. And so that's like his original backstory. You find out later, in it's not necessarily a, a real or fake characterization at all. You know, it's weird because things get interdimensional. But somewhere along the way between, like, Battle of the Wounded Knee, Pinkertons, and, you know, the start of Bioshock Infinite, he actually marries a woman, has a child, which is Anna DeWitt, which is actually Elizabeth. However, the mom dies during childbirth, and then he goes down the same, like, depressing spiral, gets, you know, all self-destructive. And so, in order to get rid of his gambling debts, he sells, you know, quote-unquote, sells his daughter to Comstock, which is also himself, but I'll, I'll say that in a second. So he sells his daughter to Comstock, who's, you know, an infant at this point. However, he, like, immediately regrets it as soon as he hands over Anna, his daughter. And so he goes, he tries to get Anna back. You know, they struggle, they fight. Turns out Comstock wins, and mostly it's up to her pinky gets caught in an interdimensional rift. And, like, that's why Elizabeth is, like, omnipotent, omniscient. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, so he's lost his daughter, and he regrets that horribly. And then there's some interdimensional nonsense and he gets like pulled through a dimension. And so he forgets that he has a daughter. However, he still has the brand AD for Anna DeWitt on his hand. And like that gets him in trouble and stuff in the game. But like that is his backstory. And then you'll find out, you know, at the end of the game, well, close to the end of the game, basically you find out that, Hey, I'm Booker DeWitt and Hey, you're actually Anna DeWitt. So Elizabeth is Anna DeWitt. And so you're like, oh, actually, Booker is Elizabeth's dad. So, Elizabeth, <laughs> I will quick. take this time. I'll take, I'll let you do a little less of the just <laughs> us yeah. sitting back See and listening you to you talk the entire weave time. together okay. some sort of semblance so, of narrative. Elizabeth, at the beginning of the game, is set up as the daughter of the ruler of Columbia, Father Comstock, who is basically this like psycho cult prophet leader. religious cult leader um and she is his daughter she is locked up in a tower she's supposed to inherit the city one day she is just you know the like the yeah the proverbial lamb that will inherit the city um she's basically a disney princess yeah, yeah literally like a, a princess real, in a tower <laughs> you know, but but like in a mature rated game a disney princess let's say yeah. um she has abilities to warp the space-time continuum in order to to open tears into other realities. Um, and as has been mentioned near the end of the game, she gets also sort of the ability to understand what's in all of them and thus sort of become omnipotent. Um, and she is also actually, as stated, Anna DeWitt. As, uh, as a baby, she was sold to Comstock, who was a... who was, you know, Booker in another dimension, in another timeline who was unable to have a child and wanted an heir, so he sent people through a dimensional portal to another alternate reality version of himself who had a kid (laughs) to buy the kid. (laughs) Um, And yeah, there is the thing where, like, as Anna's being slipped through the portal, Booker tries to stop them, and so her pinky gets cut off and it gives her superpowers. So, because this is a podcast about relationships and not about how metaverse and multiverse stuff works that's fine <laughs> yeah just know that maybe some of us think that's kind of bullshit but it'll kind of be colored by how both 
you know, all of us, because there's three on this podcast, good good math, uh, like probably <laughs> played the game. I think I'm the only one here who's touched Barely at Sea at all, but I know you guys have read mm-hmm. the synopses, right? Yeah, yeah. I've seen the trailers and heard a bit from other people. Okay. So I actually might be more informed than Jen on this one. Okay. Um, exciting. So uh, she was raised as Comstock's daughter. Mm-hmm. And then Booker comes to get her out to repay his debts. Um, in the process, she sort of experiences the world. And then eventually shit happens. Comstock <laughs> is murdered by Booker. And then she figures out that she's Anna DeWitt. And all this stuff is kind of Booker's fault. It's compl- <laughs> this is like She this has is to the kill where... Booker before he becomes Comstock or regular Booker. There's like one moment. Which is super not how multiverse stuff works, but that's how it works here. No, there is no such thing as how we should stop. There actually is. <laughs> um, so we will quickly devolve anyway, into fifty minutes. Basically, the situation is set up such that it's like, okay, if I kill Booker at this moment in time in this dimension that I've transported him to, then all other versions of me and also of Booker, where any of us went bad, will go away basically yeah that's the gist of it that's the motivation and so that and so she she kills him there yeah well a bunch of her kill him there there's there's a whole lot of elizabeth there yes um so in the game itself i feel like that relationship is actually kind of like it it's weird it's like hmm. a situation where She's mostly there to either give you something to stare at as she reacts more or less to the world. Like when she goes onto the pier and starts dancing in a very Mm -hmm. Disney princessy kind of way. Mm -hmm. And when she's not doing any of that, she's typically throwing you ammo and things like that (laughs) out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, you see the progression from like literally have never seen almost another human being up close to like... I, I killed a lady. To to like, oh, here's a person. Booker, catch the shotgun. Booker. <laughs> um, which, like, that's... I have a lot of problems with Bioshock Infinite. I actually don't personally have a problem with the way, like, the, the Elizabeth and Booker relationship is for most of the game. I think it's kind of cool until some of the narrative turns that make me maybe a little less <laughs> enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. But, like... It feels a lot like, I mean, you see these relationships all the time in, in games and stories, right? Where it's yeah. like, oh, here's the, like, the, like, the world weary mercenary who's escorting the, like, the, like, naive person who doesn't know the world. And it's a, you know, it's a tried and tested dynamic. It, mm. it works out pretty well. And he's, you know, Booker's kind of an asshole, but he's decently considerate of her, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, he's he, like, he's, he's an asshole, but he has, like, he's aware. Mm hmm. He, just, he has you know, empathy and he is real. willing to use it sometimes. <laughs> <He's> realistic, yeah. <laughs> I don't know you what like switch. you've been you've been pretty quiet here, Jen. What do you what did you I mean, it didn't sound like you were super hot on it a second ago when you were describing it. It's one of those things where when I was initially playing it, I had a pretty decent time just as I went through it a second time and kind of looked a bit closer at all that stuff, I kind of... I don't know, there's something kind of... It, it might have 
it might have hurt my interpretation after hearing Ken Levine talk about how he considered um, her to be like his own daughter or whatever. But uh, there's this really creepy sort of <laughs> I keep semi-parental vibe towards it that uh, towards her that kind of rubs me the wrong way sometimes. And, well, uh, he is literally her parent. I know, I know. But he, what I'm saying I is mean, that it's, until the plot release, it's not like. The dynamic isn't super clear. Or at least it wasn't about, for me. Yeah, there's something about the way that the... Like, it just focuses on, like I said, the various dancing moments and things like that, where it's trying to make her sort of appealing above all else in a way that feels pretty forced and unnatural. Like, uh, hmm. I don't know. Just playing it again kind of gave me a sense that... A lot of what she goes through feels pretty forced at times. And she ended up being the least interesting character for me overall because those two twins are pretty great. (laughs) Sure, sure. That's... Well, that's a different relationship, Jen. <laughs> it's a different episode. I'm you mentioned other um, <laughs> But, like, I feel like, I mean, the dynamic between her and Booker, where Booker is, like... I assume in the reality he's from, there's no Columbia. Hmm. Um, I guess I don't know that for a fact. But, like, he's walking through this magical sky city and just kind of, like, like head down, gun ready, like... Doesn't seem to give a shit about any of it. I mean, and he's like he's bewildered. There's a lot of bewilderment. Sure, that's true. He's he's pretty confused. He's like, pretty just, terrified when his like magnetic hook hand thing leaps onto an air magnetic rail. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to characterize him as a robot. I just like there's um there's a level of of groundedness to him in a way that's like oh he's you know. He's your shooter protagonist, right? Like, he has to be, like, on edge and ready to go and sort of, like, not a big fan of what's happening all the time. And Elizabeth isn't saddled with that. Elizabeth is allowed to be like, you know what? I'm on the beach. This is kind of cool. But the beach is also a waterfall. That's dope. Let's (laughs) hang out and listen to some music. She's allowed to have a good time by the game. I suppose that is pretty necessary, yeah, because otherwise... Like, immediately after the whole baseball incident, uh, Booker goes from zero to murder in about a minute. And uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. it it only starts letting up once you spend more time with Elizabeth. And even then, it's more like she she's basically the reason whenever anything kind of lets up at, at least a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, starting out the game, I mean, I... This was, I think I got Bioshock Infinite right after I built my new computer. So I, like, switched from a laptop to, like, this amazing visual thing. And so the moments where, like, you know, Elizabeth is still naive because she's literally been locked in a tower for, like, 20 years or whatever, like, reading books. And then she goes and there's, like, you know, you land on the beach and there's music and people are dancing. And it's, like, this kind of, you know, weirdly cheery but still, like, super cheery atmosphere and, like, dancing around. That was all, like, I I dug it. You know, I, I let myself you know, think that that was cool. And like, you know, <laughs> Booker's obviously like, um, I think we need to leave before we die. She's like, Oh, what do you mean? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so, you know, the, the shift into like, <laughs> Oh shit, this is the real world. I had to stab 
Daisy Fitzroy in the back with scissors so she didn't kill a kid or something like that. You know, it made that shift more, you know, dynamic, I guess, or interesting for me. Not unexpected, but like, you know, it was interesting to see them go through that and stuff. Mm-hmm. And things. So, okay. I feel like that's a decent, that's a decent, you know, breakdown of the relationship in Bioshock Infinite proper. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Burial at Sea. Well, before I like literally did not look at the game at all i did not know what booker looked like like i didn't even look at the picture of him that must have been on the steam somewhere i'm sure so i don't know if like this was going to develop into some sort of like romantic relationship at first i or like they're going to hate each other because there's you know moments at which Elizabeth is like you're a monster so i didn't know if they were going to go the route of like like the disney like oh you did a horrible thing so i'm never going to be friends with you no matter what you know horrible things never have to happen ever and stuff so i mean i started to guess like hmm they're probably related aren't they I'm like yes i am your father so it wasn't to me at least that dynamic wasn't clear at the beginning yeah oh the, I don't know no it, it, def- it definitely no it wasn't but i think like I think you're allowed to, in retrospect, go like, "Oh, I see how he was maybe like subconsciously acting, acting like a dad yeah. at some points." You know? Yeah, it was like moments could be interpreted as like flirty, or could just be interpreted as like, like almost dad jokes, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like just you know this more experienced. Like Booker was obviously more experienced and stuff than this lady who's been locked away in a tower for two decades, and so it was. It was very much like a parental thing in hindsight, for sure. Mm-hmm. So if we want to touch Burial Sea at all, I just want to make a point after having only seen the trailers for it. It kind of seemed like the two were a bit romantically involved, which incredibly, which weird, which weirded me mm. out a lot. Nope. Okay, that's a relief. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think that the I think that's just they're is, trying to play yeah. on the atmosphere of of. Uh, Rapture as compared to Columbia, which is a little more like mm-hmm. noiry, romanticy. Honestly, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Burial at Sea One that takes place in Rapture, and you know, Rapture is this like, I guess you would describe it as like you know, twenties golden age, like kind of jazz swing atmosphere, kind of like that kind of romantic thing. And so Elizabeth is, you know, she. The the plot is basically she goes to Rapture because there's one Comstock that somehow escaped and now he's hiding out in Rapture as Booker, but he's like suppressed that. And there's probably interdimensional crap there is like the reason he exists. And so she goes and through some very convoluted nonsense, kills him and like tries to punish him. And that's the plot. But she comes there, you know, to blend in and rapture whatever she has, you know, curly, you know, twenties hair whatever like that and you know has bright red lipstick and so at one point i think they do dance and then they like get electrocuted (laughs) so (laughs) there's there's not much romantic undertone but she's definitely more sultry in that one i guess she's also you know more confident because she she's like being (laughs) this vindictive character instead of super innocent and then super kind of traumatized as you saw in Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, she's already killed a few, few bookers. What's some more? <laughs> yeah, what's one last one? And then Burial at C2 is really where you see anything actually happen with a relationship. Like, 
Barrelet's U1 was kind of okay. I mean, it was fun. I'd play it again, but 2 was definitely the better of the one. And 2, you know, you play as Elizabeth, so obviously you see a lot more from her perspective. But also, basically, she's no longer a god. (laughs) She's like a mortal. She doesn't have interdimensional powers. And then she's in Rapture still, and she's going through all this trauma. And so she basically invents a booker in her head. She, you know goes crazy or whatever is just hearing voices interdimensional who knows but this booker character is kind of like this soothing guiding presence it's you know her subconscious talking to her is you know what the game says and so you kind of see how elizabeth thought or thinks of booker or whatever you know would like to think of booker because it's just you know she never had a friend she had like a mechanical bird monster thing was her only like real contact and then i guess maybe comstack but he's you know weird cult leader dude and so you know he's also her dad and so he's like a a voice of you know reason or comfort and when she's like getting lobotomized or when this little girl is getting lobotomized in front of her she has this horrible like flashback moment and like booker you literally see booker's like guiding her towards the answer in her mind room or whatever where the ace in the hole is hidden because she has memories of interdimensional blah 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 don't pay attention to that too much but like booker guides her towards this thing and she's like i don't know if i can do it and then she breaks down at one point because you know booker leads her and like pushes her in you know guides her into this room and then she turns around and oh no he's gone and she like breaks down at that point she's like no you know no no please don't leave me and so (laughs) whether or not you know you can it's not necessarily the real booker but you know what is the real booker in the game whatever because it's in her mind but that is very much how she constructed viewed or at least you know wanted to view booker is very very clearly in barely c2 that sounds way more interesting than the main game to be honest yeah <laughs> it was a it was like barely c1 after that was like you know what okay like i've bought barely c2 it seems like it'll be fun because one was okay but two was like at least as good as the main game for me if not better hmm. and you know gameplay regardless yeah would highly recommend (laughs) all right well i think on that end we can wrap up this episode thanks so much for joining us nick yeah Uh, is there anywhere else that people can find you on the internet uh all you need to know is i also host bottle crow oh yeah we do that with Colin. uh or at we like sleeves on twitter say no Mm -hmm. more uh, Bottle Crow is a Dota 2 podcast if you're not familiar. So if you like Dota 2 or you want to like Dota 2 or you just want to hear people get really angry talking about nonsense. If you like garbage. Uh, yeah. We got, we got, we got your back. <laughs> I want to give a big thank you to Krista Lee for use of her song Hearts Burning Bright off of her album Welcome to the Fantasy Zone which is our intro and outro music here. You can find it on her Bandcamp at opoorpup.bandcamp.com uh, if you want to contact us, you can find me on Twitter at, at 6264, written out as words, S-I-X-T-W-O-S-I-X-F-O-U-R. If you want to send me feedback my way, I'll be happy to take it. And You can uh, also... Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. And I'm on Twitter as uh, at JBU3. And until next time, folks, take it easy. Have a good Bye. one.